This is episode number 158 of the High Impact Leaders Podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. Welcome to High Impact Leaders. I'm your host, Doug Stannard of the Leaders Institute, and our goal is to help you build strong teams while growing a successful business. This week, I'm going to start a new series on how to find new customers at business networking events. I mean, as we all know, word of mouth advertising is really one of the best ways to build customers. And if nothing else, it's the cheapest by far way to, to find new customers. So in this series, I'm going to start with how to network to increase your sphere of influence. I've got a very, very simple process that works every single time. Uh, and then on the next couple of episodes, I'm going to show you how to find the best places to network to find new clients for your particular type of business. By the way, the episode is brought to you by theleadersinstitute.com. So for leadership or team building ideas, please visit our website at leadersinstitute.com. All right, so let's get on with this week's session. Hey, so the title of today's session is How to Get New Customers from Business Networking Groups. And for most of us, uh, if if we kind of go out and we want to do some networking, if we're going to a, a, a local chamber of commerce or a local local uh, networking group, a, a lot of times it's a, it can be a very difficult place to find your next big new potential customers. Uh, and the reason why is because we may have to do something a little different than what most people do. So what I'm going to show you how to do on this, this uh, short series is do two things, really. Um, the first thing that we're going to spend time on is, is showing you how that if you're networking, the most important part of that is building a relationship with the people that you're networking with. And then the second thing is that you want to network with the right people. If you're not networking with the right people, you may build these great relationships, but it may bring you no additional business. So um, a lot of times we're taught that that if you create word of mouth advertising, you know, by going out and networking, quote unquote, within the business community, and eh, we're going to make some, we're going to, we're going to kind of grow our business and that kind of thing. So we go to the local business, you know, network happy hour or a professional networking event of some type. And of course the unstated goal when we attend one of these meetings is to meet new people and make new connections so that these people and connections will actually buy something from us. Right? So if you think about it though, why else is everybody else going to one of these things? And once you kind of think about it, you go, oh, okay, wait a minute. That's that's correct. They, uh, everybody in that room is there to try to sell or to promote themselves to everybody else that's in the room. So a majority of the people that are in that room care primarily about selling their products, selling their stuff to the other people in the room. So, I mean, that can be a big problem. So, for instance, very few chamber members go to the actual Chamber of Commerce meetings to buy things from other chamber members. I mean, the odds seem to be kind of stacked against the attendees from, from the beginning. So it's no wonder why most people leave these networking functions thinking that they were just a complete waste of time. It doesn't have to be that way, though. By making just a few adjustments, a few just simple changes to your approach, you can become the center of influence in any room and you can generate new opportunities for business growth by making valuable connections with other top professionals. And in effect, 
we can use these meetings as a way to generate significant word of mouth word of mouth advertising. So what we're going to do is focus on two parts. So part one, I'm going to cover today. It's how to get new customers from these business networking events, and basically there there are three steps to kind of getting the getting new customers. The the and we're going to cover each one of those steps in in detail today. And then next week we're going to focus on how to pick the groups that you network with or network in so that you get better results. So um, if you if you kind of network like most everybody else does, you're just most likely just going to become bitter and frustrated when you when you kind of go and do one of these things. So you remember that that most people quote unquote network to try to sell their stuff to other people and most people hate to be sold. So this creates a big challenge unless you understand the true value of business networking events. So the first thing we have to understand is that the goal is not to sell. Instead, your goal is to create and expand your sphere of influence. So once you create that mental shift, the way to expand your sphere of influence is to get other people to know, like, and trust you. And then the third step is finally help other people in your sphere of influence get what they want and your influence and your customer base will, will actually will actually grow. So those are the three steps that we're going to kind of break down. Let's break down each one of those into a very simple, actionable processes that you can use next time you go out and to a business card exchange or something like that. So one of the first things that we have to realize, though, is what networking actually is and really what it isn't as well. So word of mouth advertising, kind of mentioned this earlier, is a great way to advertise your company. It's also one of the cheapest ways to market your company. But how do we generate this elusive type of advertising? Well, networking is not selling. If you are, especially if you're in like a, a direct sales type organization where you're selling a product or service to people or even like a multi-level or something like that, you want to really, really pay close attention to what I cover here in the next couple of minutes. Because if we know that 99% of the people at the networking function that we're going to are there to promote their own product or service, not to buy from us, and we try to sell our product or service to them, we're likely just going to frustrate not only the people that we're talking to, but also ourselves as well. You're going to get frustrated. The people that we're talking with are going to get frustrated as well. So one of the biggest mistakes that that people make is that once we get even a hint of interest from the person that we're talking to, what I call the salesperson things kind of pop out. It's like you're a vampire and you're sucking the, the blood out of your victim. Uh, so we, we practically beat our new acquaintance over the head with what we do and how how great we are and what they should buy from us. And all, all we're really doing in that situation is actually pushing the prospect away. So if if you kind of keep in mind that we don't want to push the, the prospect away, you want to bring that person toward us. So networking is increasing your sphere of influence in order to promote your product or service to this sphere of influence. So a, a, a friend of mine, by the way, a guy named Bob Berg, he wrote a book called Endless Referrals, which I'm going to link to in the show notes. Fantastic book. I think he wrote this in the 90s, but it's, he's rewritten it a couple of times to make it kind of modern and up to date and that kind of thing. But there are some really, really great gems on how to kind of network with people. But here, here's the phrase that he repeated over and over again. He said that people do business with and refer people to other people that they know, like, and trust. <laughs> Basically, that's what he called peer-to-peer -peer networking. And you'll hear that phrase, know, like, and trust, 
all over the place because Bob made this this phrase really, really famous. It's one of those things that kind of once people understood it, it was like, oh, my God, that makes so much sense. So our goal during the networking function is not to sell, but to get people to, to trust us that way that they're more likely to buy from us in the future and refer other people to us. So one way to get people to, to know us, to like us, and to trust us more is to help them get what they wanted from that meeting in the first place. So how do we do that? How do we do that? Well, people like other people who are interested in them. So the most important topic to anybody that we're speaking to is himself or herself. And since they are at the meeting to promote their product or service, then if we help them do that better, they're going to like us and trust us more. So the following questions are things that you can ask someone at a networking function that will get them to kind of open up to you and tell you uh, about themselves. So, by the way, this is one of the things that we we um, we teach a lot in our workshops. In fact, we 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 do this really fun kind of networking session as an icebreaker a lot of times because people will actually hire us to come in and and do a um, a big convention where people at that convention may not know each other really well. A lot of times we'll start with teaching people these questions and then just have them ask these questions to the people that are in the room that are next to them that they may not know very well. And it's amazing the the shift in atmosphere that occurs once folks start to get the people around them to kind of open up. So when you meet people for the first time, one of the first things that's a good idea to ask them is what their name is. Or, you know, maybe they got a name badge on, you may call them by name. That's an obvious kind of first question or first statement to make. The, uh, the second kind of obvious question is, what do you do? You know, there's still nothing out of the ordinary there, but there are about 15 other questions that you can ask them about what they do. Like, what department are you in or what position do you what, what do you actually do for the company? How long have you been with that company or that organization? How would you get into the industry? Is that what you studied in school? There's about 15 different things that you can ask people about about their, uh, their uh, profession. Um, the next one is... You know, do you travel much or what what territory do you cover? You know, things related to their location. Where are you from? Or um, uh, do you um, do you work in an area where you have to where you travel or do you go on vacation? Anything like that. Basically, anything related to travel is really a good one that kind of opens up. Now, keep in mind that as I kind of go through this series of questions, the goal here is to, to not treat it like a checklist. It's not, you know, what's your name and what do you do? And do you travel much? You know, it's not like that. It's basically you're trying to ask them questions until they kind of respond back to you in a positive way. Till they go, oh, let me tell you. And they start talking. When they get to that point, just ask them more questions about that thing. So these are actually conversation starters that kind of get the conversation going. Um, so the the next one, the next couple of questions, though, are a little bit different because those first three questions are kind of normal, ordinary type of questions that you would ask people when you meet them for the first time. But um, the next couple of questions are ones that kind of get people to open up and just allow them to brag a little bit. So like, for instance, if they've just told you what they do for a living, you might kind of respond with, oh, that sounds like a pretty good um, career. That sounds like a pretty fun career. What do you enjoy most about what you do? What do you like most about that position? Or what do you like most about the industry that you work in? Because that keeps the conversation more positive. It keeps them. What's funny is that in the early days, I used to kind of teach people to say, well, how's work going? Right? They just told us what they're working. How's work going? It's funny how often people would respond in the negative. Oh, you know, it's uh, kind of busy. <laughs> really? How's work going now? Six months later, how much how's work going now? Eh, it's kind of slow. It's funny because people respond with a negative. But if you ask them a positive question, it kind of it gives them a chance to kind of brag a little bit. 
yeah, so what do you enjoy most about what you do? And it keeps the conversation way more positive. So what make the uh, the next question is one that's a little different as well. It's like, what makes you different? Or what makes you unique? What makes you different from other people that do what you do? So it gives them a chance to brag. And then the last question that we tend to ask is, what are you most proud of? What's a project that you worked on or what's something that you've done for the organization where things just kind of really went well? And again, it gives them a chance to kind of brag a little bit. Now, the last question, this is one that I got from, from Bob in in the the book endless referrals and this and this is one of those things that kind of works like magic ask the last question once you're getting to a point where you've kind of learned enough about that person or you've, you've st- it started a conversation and that kind of thing and you want to take it to the next level ask them hey just as a just out of curiosity how would i know if somebody i'm talking to would be a good prospect for you and it gives them a chance to kind of think about who they are looking for that they want to meet, right? And you just kind of make a note of that. So the the technique that I typically use is, you know, if the, if, when when I find that information uh, from that person, who's a good prospect for that person, and um, and I, I start to network around the room again, as I kind of walk away, I'll typically take the business card because a lot of times they will have given that business card to me and I'll kind of write on the back. You know, uh, it, as many notes as I need to about the person, what the person looked like, um, uh, what were some of the answers to the questions that were kind of fun or unique. Uh, specifically, though, who's there, who are they looking for in the room? Who is a good prospect for that person? Because that's going to become very, very important as we go a little bit further, because the next step to help you become a sphere of influence is as you're kind of networking through the room and finding more people every once in a while, you're going to come across somebody who is a good fit for that person that you've already met. Somebody that would be an ideal customer, an ideal prospect for the person that you were just talking to. And then once you kind of find that person, you just introduce those those folks to each other. So it's really, really, really easy to kind of do this because the moment that you introduce those two people you now become the center of influence. You're the person that introduced the the, the folks that are going to be able, may even actually end up doing business with each other. So you just do this a couple of times and word's going to spread around the room very, very quickly about how you are the person that everybody needs to know because both of those people that you've just introduced, they kind of, do they know you? Do they like you? Do they trust you? Of course they do, Right. And you've helped them solve a problem. You've made something that was difficult for each one of them into something that was a little bit more easy. And so now there it's, it's, I mean, we're not really doing it for this purpose, but it kind of builds obligation. When, so when we kind of do something courteous for somebody else, they tend to kind of respond in kind. So if we've introduced to somebody to, to that person who could be a good customer or client or, or contact, a lot of times when they find somebody that would be a good prospect or customer or contact for us, they'll now introduce us. They're more willing to want to do that. So the 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 thing that makes this technique kind of work though is is the, what we call the third party in, endorsement. So the person who are you who you are helping promote his or her product or service is no longer struggling to find a warm prospect in that room. Now they're receiving a third party endorsement from you. They, that gives you or that allows you to give credibility to that person, to that that person who you're introducing the prospect to, which helps both parties. So these people tend to remember this type of help, and then they tend to return the favor kind of tenfold. All right, so that is the technique. That is one of the things that we encourage people to do. So instead of going in with the salesperson things and 
and uh, trying to trying to beat people up when we meet them for the first time and try to sell them something instead of selling start to build your your sphere of influence by going in and finding out more about the people that you're networking with once you find people that would be a good contact or a customer or a client for that person go and introduce those people and it builds up that that obligation and it starts to increase your sphere of influence okay so next week we're going to take this a step further we're going to show you how to find specific types of group that will be better or, or basically it won't be a waste of time for you if you start to go and network with them i'll, I'll kind of give you a quick little overview of what we'll start off with next week because Back when I was when I first started the Leaders Institute, when I first started my company, it was a consulting company. I had no customers, you know. It was a brand new company, and I went out and started to, I, you know, I didn't have a lot of money to invest in advertising or marketing or anything like that. So I did what everybody else does. I tried to increase that that um, that um, um, uh, that word of mouth advertising. And so I went out and started networking. I went to all the business breakfasts. I went to the Chambers of Commerce meetings, that kind of thing. After a couple of years, I was pretty frustrated because I was doing everything that I've kind of showed you guys how to do in this episode. I was building my sphere of influence. The only problem was I was creating this great sphere of influence with people that were never going to buy from me, right? It's because I was I was marketing. I was, I was um, networking in the wrong group. I was networking within groups of people that were never going to be able to buy from me anyway. They didn't have a need for the services that that I was providing. And so once I kind of made that shift, that's where things really kind of took off. So next week, I'll kind of show you what I did and show you how to find the specific types of groups where if you go out and network in those organizations, you're going to get a much bigger bang for your buck. All right. So we'll see you next week on High Impact Leaders. 